Shalom to all. Today's office of mind off Ayin Aleph, and we are starting Ayin Omad Beis on the bottom at the beginning of the Gemara, right after Halacha Hey. And in the middle of Sudaf, it's near the bottom of Lamad Beis Amad Aleph. And today's office sponsor, Lili Nishmas, Mars Merim Sar, Basar Yaakov Maisha, Her Nishama should have an Aliyah. Now, the mission we had spoken about a person who's in the base Medjish or in the field of Shabbos, and he knew that he had produce that wasn't metukin in his house, and he wasn't going to be able to get back home in time before Shabbos to metakin it. So he has a certain nusach that he could say, and then on Shabbos, he's going to be able to eat it. However, there's something unclear in the Mishnah, because all the Mishnah had told us is that the Lashon that he used is that the Truman, the Meister, that I will separate, should be Truman Meister, so on and so forth. However, that's not specific enough, because if he means that the Truman Meister should be Chal right now, we have a problem. This produces a mixture of Chulin, Truma, and Meister in it, and that means that he wouldn't be allowed to eat from it, because maybe he's eating Truma. And if he means to say that the Truman Meister is not Chal in its produce yet, well then it's considered Tevel, and he shouldn't be allowed to eat it. And that's what Gemara starts out by asking, my Kedayin, how is this? Meaning, what does he say in order to properly be in this, so that he could eat it on Shabbos. So the Gemara answers, Mikvar lechshafrishena. Mikvar means already, lechshafrishena, when I physically separate it. In other words, before Shabbos, when he says his Lashon, he says, Mikvar, it should already be Truman Meister now, which means the Chalos of the Truman Meister took place before Shabbos. However, which part of this produce is considered actual Truman Meister is only going to be determined once he separates it, because the produce is not considered Tevel anymore, due to the fact that he already established the Truman Meister before Shabbos. But it's also not a mixture of Truman Meister with Chulin, because the person that's going to be separated as Truma only officially receives that designation once he physically separates it. And the way this works is via Brera, which we've had before, retroactive clarification, meaning whatever he's eating now on Shabbos is considered Chulin, and only after Shabbos, when he physically separates what he wants to be Truman Meister, that's a Truman Meister for this produce over here, and again, retroactively, it turned out that whatever he ate was Chulin, and that way he's able to eat the produce. Ein Aleph Amad Alpha on top, the Gemara continues with something similar. Hi, God's think about it. Shahisa Truma Tahira. Let's say the Truma is going to be separated from here is going to be Tahar, meaning the produce itself over here is Tahar. So then he could say as follows, Mikvar lechshachlena, already it should be considered truma now, and it's going to be clarified what's truma when I eat it. Meaning he's allowed to eat all the produce, and whatever he leaves over is considered truma. And he's allowed to be metal to that truma, because it's truma tahira. Now another scenario, Hagatz macha, think about it, Shahisa truma tamea. Let's say the truma that's going to be separated from here is going to be tamei, because the produce is tamei. And he wouldn't be able to say mikvar lechshachlena, like we just said, because he's not allowed to be metal to truma tamea. So what does he say? Mikvar Already it should be considered truma now, before Shabbos, and it's only going to be determined what's considered truma once I place it in a corner, meaning he's going to eat all the produce, leave some of it over, it's still not going to be considered truma yet, because he needs to be able to metaltal it, he's metaltal it, he puts it in a corner, and then it gets its status of truma, and now he doesn't have to move it anymore, because it's already in the corner. Now I think Mara mentioned something similar, Tony, we have a b'raisa, metaltala echa truma of echa truma tamea. A person could be metaltal this food over here, this tevil that he has, whether the truma that's going to be coming out of here is tahar, or even if it's going to be tamei, meaning this produce is either tahar or tamei. And Amr Bzeir, Bzeir says, Hada Amr, this tells us, Tevel Shish all of Tanai, Tevel that has a Tanai on it, he's allowed to be metaltalit on Shabbos. Meaning, even though when we're talking about produce, that's tamei, and that means that the truma that's going to be coming out of here is truma tamea, and that truma tamea is going to be usher to be metaltal, before the truma tamea is separated, we're still able to metaltal this produce, and it's not considered muktzah. So Mar just clarifies, how is he supposed to go about eating this produce? He places his eyes on part of it, designating that in his mind as the part that's going to end up being truma, which is going to be tamay, and he eats the rest. And the difference between this case and the previous one is that in the previous one, he wants to metaltal the truma tamea, even though it's the only thing left. So that's why we said he had to use a lashon of mikvar lechshani chenabizavis. It's only become truma, and since it's tamay, it's going to be asri metaltal once I place it in the corner. And once it's in the corner, he's not going to be able to move it. Whereas over here, we're talking about where the guy doesn't really care about being metaltal it, or he just simply didn't say this Lashon of Lich Shani Chena so he would technically be 
stuck. Once it gets its designation as truma, and now it's tame, so he can't move it. So how is he supposed to eat this food over here? And that's what we just said. He looks at the part of the food that's going to end up being truma. He eats the rest of it. And then this part, which Mamela is left over and thereby becomes truma, which is now tame and can't be moved, just remains wherever it is and he can't move it. But there's no problem because he already ate the rest of the food. And moving on to brand new halacha, halacha vav. The Mishnah tells us, He had two baskets of tevel in front of him. Va'amarni said, The maestros of this one should be in that one. Meaning he's not taking maestros from the first one for the first one. He intends to take maestros from the second basket for the first basket. Says the Mishnah, The first basket is considered to be ma'usr because he just designated maestros to come out of the second basket. However, let's say he says, The maestros of this one should be in that one, and maestros of that one should be in this one. Meaning, the maestros of basket A should be in basket B, and the maestros of basket B should be in basket A. Harishanimu Saras, only the first one over here is considered Ma'usr, not the second one. And that's because the moment he said Shalzu Bazu, the Maestros of this first one should be in the second one, automatically it's considered like there's a designation in the second one for the first one. And that means that the produce in the first one is already considered Ma'usr. So now that he tries to say Vishalzu Bazu, the Maestros in the second one should be considered in the first one, that doesn't work. The second one is not Matukan yet, and the first one is already Matukan. And we can't take Maestr from produce which is Matukan onto produce which has not been taken. So therefore, only the produce in the first basket is metuken and not the one in the second. Now, in another case, let's say the fellow said, the maestro of the basket should be in its friend, Karashem, so here we have official designation. In other words, he designated the Meister of basket A in basket B in basket B in basket A in the very same Lushan. So since it happened simultaneously, it's considered like the Meisters of both baskets are in the opposite basket. Now, Ayn Alpha and Beza on the top, the Gemara begins by focusing on the first case of the Mishnah. The person said that the Meisters of basket A should be in basket B. But Tani Allah, Brasa was taught on that. How does he practically take off Meister? He takes from the second basket two figs. We're talking about baskets of figs, and each of them have a hundred figs. So he takes two figs out of the second basket. One of those is Trumas Meiser for the first basket. One of them is Trumas Meiser for the second basket. Ushnei Surin, he also takes out two tenths. One of those tenths is Meiser Rishon for the first basket. One of those tenths is Meiser Rishon for the second basket. Visur Shal Isser, and he takes a tenth of a tenth. Now this Visur Shal Isser is really going on this first statement of that he takes two figs, and it's just a clarification that this fig, which is being taken off as Trumas Meiser, is a tenth of a tenth. Because that's what Trumas Meiser is. However, now Shmuel Amr Shmuel says, Loi Matzi Tanisa, this brass that can't be taught. The way that we understood it doesn't make sense. And why is that? So before we continue the Gemara that's going to speak it out, let's talk about this outside. When a person has a basket of 100 figs, so how many figs are Meiser? That'd be 10. Now that means at the end of the day, when we have two separate piles, how many do we have in our Chulin pile? We have 90, which means that the ratio of Meiser to Chulin is 1 to 9. Again, over here, when we're dealing with 100 figs, that's 10 figs pottering up 90. So now we can easily see what our problem is over here. When we're taking a tenth out of the second basket for the first basket, that means, the way that we understood it, we're taking 10 figs from that second basket for the first basket. But the problem is, the first basket has 100 figs in it. And those 10 figs that were taken out of the second basket only potter up 90 figs in the first basket, not all 100. So that means that there's still 10 figs in the first basket that don't have Meister taken off of them. What would that require him to do? He would have to take off another fig from the second basket to potter up the remaining 10 in the first basket. But here we still have that same problem. Because again, if a person only had 10 figs, how many would he take off to potter them? He would take one fig off, leaving him with nine 
nine figs of chulin, but over here, he has 10 figs remaining in the first basket, so taking one fig off from the second basket only potters up nine of those remaining 10, which means that he's still left with one fig in that first basket that doesn't have miser taken off of it. So what would he do? He would go to a fig in the second basket and take a 10th of that fig off for that remaining fig in the first basket because he only pottered up nine tenths of that remaining fig, still leaving one tenth of that remaining fig not pottered up. So on and so forth, we'd always be running into an issue. If he's chashbining his miser one for 10, we're always gonna have that last one remaining of the 10 not having proper miser taken off of it. That's what Gemara Ayn Bezom and Alpha on the top speaks out. In Yasef Chadol Eser, if he's gonna be taking off one for 10, Tzorch Mesev Chadol Ma'as. So now he has to take off another one for 100 meaning of those 10 remaining figs that we had said didn't have Meister taken off of them. So if he's going to take one fig from the second basket to potter up those 10 figs, well, he's really only pottering nine up, which means there's one remaining fig. So it means he would still have to take off for this remaining hundredth for this one fig that's left in the first basket. And in Yosef Chadalam Ma'as, if he does take off from the second basket for this one fig that's remaining, but again, based off of a cheshbin of one part per 10 parts, well, Tarach Meisav Chadal Elef. Then he has to take off one for a thousand. And in Yosef Chadal Elef, if he takes off one for a thousand, Tarach Meisav Chadal Asar Alafin, he'd have to take off one for a ten thousandth. In other words, as we had just explained, if he's going to be taking Meisar based off of a ratio of one to ten, he's always going to be left with a little part that didn't have Meisar taken off of it. So the way he's able to successfully take Meisar off from the second basket for the first, if he does that at a ratio of one to nine, not one to ten. And therefore, instead of following the price on Ayin Alafam Bays that says that we should take off a tenth, we're not really taking off a tenth. Really, the proper portion that we're taking off is one to nine. That means he would take off 11 figs from the second basket to potter up 99 figs in the first one. And then he would take off another ninth of a fig from the second basket, pottering up the remaining one fig in the first basket. And this is what Shmuel meant when he said, that we can't understand the Brisa the way that we had explained it previously. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up tomorrow, continue to talk about this. For now, everyone should have a wonderful day.